0: What's up, everyone? This is the Bumcast. I'm your host, HBAC, the head bum in charge, along with my tag team partner, the Hall of Famer, the one and only Baloney. What's up, my man?
1: Too sweet. I am still recovering from Saturday night. Um, yeah, well, also my
0: first,
1: my first game of the year. I'm still feeling it. I'm still feeling it.
0: You're uh, you're not dressed as Mankata today because that kind of blew up in your face last week when we had that big lead. And then we I don't want to talk about Monday. That was um, that was bad. We were
1: so happy. It, it was just it wasn't that long. It was like an hour long podcast, and that was all the happiness we got for basically a week. Um yeah. It did blow up in my face, although it hasn't been Moncada's fault. He's actually one of the lone bright spots on this team, and we could talk about that later or whenever. But I'm not blaming Moncada. I'm still, I still, I'm still bringing out the swagger.
0: Eventually. Yeah, I know that, that, that bullpen imploded and then the defense and everything like that. Like
1: and the hitting, terrible and the, everything but, else Do you want to get yeah. into it now. So
0: yeah, let's get it now because I, I thought that this, like going in last week, the Sox were finally turning the corner. They were starting to look, they were starting to hit the ball a little bit. And then the Yankees came to town and my God, you can just tell the discrepancies between these two teams, like between a good hitting team and just bad. Bad all around baseball. We just we got gobbled, and we I got I gabagooled. hate that because greasy fucking Yankees fans were all over the stadium the past four days, um, and surprisingly the only game that they won that weekend was the ones we were at. So I think we're kind of good luck on that aspect. I was I was just ready to go to the bar all night when I saw that Dallas was pitching. and I was like, give me my fucking TA bobblehead and let me get out of here and go drown my sorrows in, at the craft cave and. He shoved. We're good luck. We are. We are. So it's first first time everything. I, anytime I got a good luck bring to a sox game. So uh, yeah, but realistically, but so we other talked than about that, it though, beforehand. Bad. We we talked about it on the show
1: before, saying how like the Yankees are gonna be the litmus test. And we had played well against the Cubs and the Red Sox, but the Red Sox aren't what they're supposed to be either. They're a last place team and that the Yankees was the start of like the real test. And I mean just eyeball test. That we ain't it. We we're, we're just not. No. If I asked you right now, are we closer to what the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Astros are or what like the Pirates and the Reds are? Where would you rank us? Because I think we're oh. closer to that side.
0: Oh no, like I saw a stat today that the Reds are better. I think it's on OPS. base team than the yeah. Yeah, or, yeah, OPS in the Sox like <laughs> My God, like the Reds were on that three and twenty one stretch or whatever it was, and we're worse than them. But yeah, we we can't hit. You got La Russa throwing out some just still stupid ass lineups like Andrew Vaughn betting ninth tonight because he's our second leadoff hitter. I I hate it. He he's got a he's, broken brain. He's got dementia or something, man. Like, get, like get I saw Herb like Lawrence a, a going MRI. in after
1: him. Herb, like Herb, was really going after Tony for that. He's like archaic thinking, and we we talk about it all the time. But like, I would Andrew love to, Vaughn, I would
0: love to know what other managers. They're he laughing he at. Was us. Like
1: people around the league are laughing at us because there's no way you have Andrew Vaughn, one of your one of your only hot hitters on the team, the best hitter. And you're batting him ninth, so that means realistically he's not going up to bat until the third inning most games and or like today. It's like, don't you want to get him as many bats as possible? And in, instead, you're batting him behind Lurie and who else? Like it's just like no man. Angle, end. angle, sheets yeah. Lurie and angle, like it's brutal. Yeah. And 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 people are just laughing at us. We we've, we've known this for a long time that like Tony ain't the
0: guy. And it's just like one well, thing look after at the, another, look at after the other another. night look at the other night. um was it uh Friday night when or Thursday night when he left Joe Kelly in there for to just w- do the walking sh- the walk show
1: he left them out to die.
0: yeah and, and like, that game was still in hand
1: do? like they could have yeah. easily won that game. and I know his argument was he was trying to save Graveman for later. Um, in the series, I guess, and I guess it worked out to his benefit because he pitched two innings. The game we went to on Saturday, but realistically, it's like Joe Kelly was out there floundering, and yeah. he got the first two outs, and then he couldn't get. I mean, he just started walking people. At that point, you just got to pull him and, and bring in somebody else, and and it just, right.
0: And then you, and then you, and then instead of having um, Tanner Banks go against Rizzo, you put him in there go against Stanton, and right. Like it just, he's just been making bad, bad bullpen moves. At, at this point, where it's like. I I thought Ricky Renteria was bad at bullpen management. And now I'm just like, maybe we can we get Ricky back now. Honestly, it looked like at least the
1: team gave a fuck with Ricky Renteria. Sometimes I think like these guys are like apathetic to whatever Tony is like feeding them. Like it's like all bullshit. And I don't know, maybe it's just us, you know, reeling after a Yankees series. But it really was like the litmus test. And it's like, man, we are so far away from what we thought was, you know, we, I thought this was our championship window. And I left this series like, holy shit, we got a long way to go. And I know it's early and I know they could still win the division and they're what still two games out of the division. But this division stinks and we're four and 10 against them. Um, if, this so was the, gotta, if
0: this was the NL West, we'd be, be packing in the season already. We
1: have to start turning things around. And then Tony comes along and bats Andrew Vaughn ninth. It's like, you, you got no confidence. You, you us as fans and the players it's like, how are you supposed to get in a rhythm? You know, Andrew get Andrew Vaughn like sit him in the second spot and let him go for a week and see what happens. Yeah, but instead it you're should, like it,
0: moving him around and I don't know. It should be T A Vaughn betting one two. I would normally have liked to Brayu, but he's regressing big time, which is a it's sad to watch. So I think you put Louis, you know, Lou Bob in the three. Yeah, you put you keep Brayu in the fourth. Yes, fifth. Mancada sixth. Then you put cheats, and then and then you got Eloy coming
1: it. soon. Yeah, Eloy's gonna be
0: back. He'll he'll be back in the four hole when he comes back. Maybe you move Abreu down to five if he keeps on struggling. But yeah, so it's, it's, I that was sad. one of it's my notes to see, like,
1: dude, th- both Pito and up until this point Grandal too, like they they had given us no offense the last two weeks almost three weeks um and you realistically need Abreu and Grandal to be hitting home runs for this team and driving in runs for these team to go anywhere um and the fact that they were f- so bad for f- so long and it seemed like now hopefully you know Grandal's taking walks now and he hit one out today so hopefully he's turning things around but we realistically need Abreu to turn it around otherwise yeah <laughs> this team sunk Hey, like, you know oh, what? we
0: got Johnny, Johnny Cueto came in and dropped his nuts on the Royals right now. So dude, welcome, Johnny Cueto.
1: I'm all in on Cowboy Johnny, Johnny Rockets, whatever we want to call him. I'm in on Johnny. Even obviously, I don't expect this performance every time he comes out there. But at least it's something different. And I know it's not fucking Dallas. And, and Vince Velasquez has been good for, you know, what? what the oh, last he, he's he's pitching on the bullpen right now. So right.
0: welcome to the bullpen, but, Vince Velasquez.
1: But they're going to need all these guys. I mean, we shit on Dallas and I'm all in on Johnny and Vince was up and down this whole season, but they got what? Eight games in seven days. So like, yeah. it's all hands on deck. We need everybody to show up and at least, I mean, obviously, like I mean, I'm sounding like a parent now, like try your hardest. <laughs> you need to, try Bunch your damn try hard. Try just try hard, man, because you got a fucking tough ass schedule. And well, I was looking at it going forward. It doesn't let up, man. The next thirty days or so are brutal for the White Sox. I was look at Royals, at Yankees, then Red Sox, Cubs, which is okay, fine. Then at Blue Jays, at Rays, Rangers, Tigers, at Astros, and then Blue Jays again. Astros, Blue Jays, Rays. We might be. I mean, if we can do this against the Yankees, they're just as good, man.
0: It's yeah. it's tough. No, it's gonna. They got a tough stretch coming up, so they better skip their heads out of their asses. And Johnny Cueto tonight, he. Through only eighty one pitches, he picked, pitched six innings. I, I mean, I get it, it's his first start, but when you have this many games and this many days, and then you have a double header tomorrow, at least I am trying to go get another quick inning, give him a chance to get like one or two quick outs. I know it's I his know. first, but eighty one pitches, get like I get it, like, but eighty one pitches, it's save like, as many arms as you can. He's barely
1: like now. I keep we, he keep, I keep saying this all the time, but it's basically his spring training, and I said that about. Him. A lot of people this year because everybody's hurt and coming back and and whatever. I get it, but I'm OK with that performance from Johnny. Like, I don't want to push him too hard. Dude, it was like just a savvy veteran getting in and out of innings. Like, I liked everything I saw today from Johnny Cueto.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um So going back to the Yankee series, I mean, obviously you can see what happens when and I keep on harping on this because it's been oh, it's, my, it's my hill I'm dying on until he's dead. But you can see what happens when a team owner spends money on top free agents and makes ballsy trades for people. I mean, I don't know what the Yankees farm system is right now and what what their who their top prospects are. But right now, like they have, what, 10 losses, something like that on the year. And they have the best lineup and the best offense in baseball and you can see like what happens when you actually have a team that goes out and spends money and gives big boy contracts. And yeah, is is Stanton gonna regress in the end of his, whatever twelve years or whatever he signed? Yeah, probably. But he's gonna get. They're gonna get great production for the next four or five years from him.
1: I mean, he's awesome. I mean, they're awesome. The, the, that team is a major league ball club. And I look at our guys, and it's like we're running out there with fucking AJ Pollock and Harrison and Reese McGuire. Like you're not winning anything with these guys. And the fact that those were the guys we, you know, like retooled with and stuff like that, that was our free agency. When you see what Carlos Rodon is doing and Ryan Tapera is still an arm that I thought would have helped us a lot more than Joe Kelly or anybody else. Granted, Kendall Graveman has been, pretty damn good yeah great yeah, but great. everyone else that we've talked about Pollock Harrison Reese McGuire Joker it's been a terrible offseason for the for the Sox and then you see you know like the grass is always greener you see what Carlos Rodon's doing and I'm like fuck man and I was the one saying like I don't know maybe his arm doesn't hold up or we don't know what's going to happen in the future but just looking back it's like holy shit
0: we were all wrong about it or at least I was wrong yeah. about it and obviously so was Rickon. No, and that and that's my thing. It's just, it's the the decisions, and I don't know if that's coming from Rick or if coming from Jerry, or if Kenny's still doing his stupid shit. But it's it's just mind boggling that when you're trying, when you're window's now, like those are the moves you made, and then you when you play a team like the Yankees who just stack like one through seven, basically. I mean, I it you have to you have to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, all right whatever we're doing isn't working. And when you keep on focusing multiple off seasons on the bullpen, instead of rounding out the, like I said, you could have, they, they could have after went after Castellanos. They didn't, they could have went after Correa They didn't, they didn't try to go after Simeon or any of these guys in the off season. And it's top pitchers, you know, like we've said it before, like they, they want to get their bargain basement guys. And cause they're not going to offer big contracts and, you see what the Yankees doing now. You see why they, why they're the best team in baseball right now. And it just, it, I can't wait till we finally have an owner and a management group that realizes that Chicago is a big market town and acts like it.
1: I mean, it's the truth. Realistically, you look at that Yankees lineup, and if we're all healthy, you know, maybe we match up with them. But we haven't been healthy for two and a half years. So it's like if Lou Bob's gone, then Eloy's gone, and then everybody's like, you know, Yaz has got a knee, and Pito is old as shit now. It's like, God, we need everything to fall into place just to be able to compete maybe with the top teams yeah. in baseball. And it's the yeah. – I mean, I'll go back to the, you know, B-Flow from the one away. It's like what's, what's, what's his uh, line is – The White Sox, Sox way. Stay, stay healthy. Staying
0: healthy. That's the White Sox the, way. It
1: doesn't happen. It's like – you have to plan for the worse. And, you know, depth is an issue on this team. I keep saying it and I got them written down like Lurie Pollock, Harrison, Reese McGuire, Vince Velasquez, Dallas Braden. Those guys aren't going to win you championships. There's, I mean, they're not. And maybe, no. maybe we get like, we fight and claw our way to an AL central division championship because the AL central stinks. And even that I'm not so sure of, cause we're four and 10 against them, but I think we have the talent to pull across, but we're not going to beat it. Like we see, I see what Houston's doing. We see what the Yankees are doing. It's tough, Dodgers. man. It's, it's like deflating because we're, we're so like invested and we're so into like the team and we see the talent. They, I mean, it's there. It, they're, they've been good. They made the playoffs the last two years. I'm not saying they're, not, they're terrible, but it's like, fuck man, we got to compete against these guys. And we just, we just don't.
0: No, it's, it's, it is heartbreaking because there until the culture changes in the clubhouse or in the front office, you're never gonna get that. Like you think Carlos Correa would have come in here and started batting like 180? Like no, no, he's perennial like hitter. Like he's he's clutch. He's not he's not gonna slump like Yaz's where it takes forever. He's not gonna be hitting, you know, or like Laurie Garcia when he had one hit in like his first like 20 something at bats, like you can't you can't win like that and it sucks but let's let's get some wins against Kansas City and hopefully our luck changes in New York hopefully the Sox fans invade Yankee Stadium and we can Southside and we can front room front (laughs) front room them (laughs) Um, yeah yeah. and
1: I don't want to come off as like we're not quitting on this team and it's not like you know like woe is us because obviously dude we're (laughs) We're the fucking White Sox. We know where we stand. You know, we're White Sox fans, but like it's just disheartening when you see like the Yankees and the Houston Astros and the Dodgers and the, and these type of teams where it's like we need so many dominoes to fall just for us to contend with them. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I guess um, it's tough because last week I was fucking in my Moncada outfit dancing and I was ready to tell you to get the parade route going and stuff like that, but I don't know. Maybe we we ran
0: off some wins. We we got some good news. Like Geo's coming back. He's with just short COVID thing, whatever. Oh yeah, Lance Lynn. Yeah, yeah. Lance Lynn is throwing bullpen sessions now, so he's his coming his time frame coming back is pretty close. Eloy's already throwing balls, taking batting practice. So it looks like you know he his hamstring wasn't as bad as maybe we all thought, or he's just superhuman and healed up pretty quickly, but. He's coming back maybe in two, two, three weeks. Um, Johnny Rocket and, is Johnny Rocket. Yeah, now we got now we got a fifth guy. We maybe we once Lynn comes up, we finally cut dead weight Dallas, and we actually have a a good rotation. And as long as Kopech can find a strike zone, which that pissed me off on Sunday that Ethan Katz let him just drown out there after like d- the after like the sixth ball he threw in a row.
1: I'm okay with that for Kopech because he needs to be battle tested. Like, we can't have it both ways where it's like, you know, like we want him to, you know, go more than four, five, six innings. But it's also like now that like he was struggling for a little bit, he needs to get these. He needs he needs to get those innings in. It's not all going to be sunshine and rainbows for Michael Kopech. And obviously the beginning of the season has shown him that, but he still has the stuff. And he needs no, to get I, that, and I get that though, so but I'm okay with even, that.
0: even if, but even if they're like the second and third, like he, he didn't he didn't come out at all. Like you have to at least calm him down a little bit. I understand what you're saying. Like let him battle, let him work through it. But after you l- walk, the bases loaded, and then you th- walk in a run, then you wild pitch, and nothing, nothing. Like I get it, but you have to you have to go in there and just like.
1: No, I agree with shoot. you.
0: I, I like get out your head you know, do what you do, like just give him that mental breather. Like, and but I don't know if that was a Tony thing or an Ethan thing, but they've made that the coaches failed him on Sunday.
1: I will say though, maybe it was on purpose because we've seen it. Michael Kopech gets in his feelings, dude. He's fiery out there. He's emotional out there. And maybe they just like, let him work it out. It's almost like, I mean, I got a toddler running around going crazy every time. It's like, sometimes you just got to let him cry it out. Uh, like let him figure it out. He's a young guy, he'll he'll figure it out. Um, so I, I agree with you. Probably was the best bet to just go out there and talk to him and calm him down. But I was okay with it for for the for the at least this time. Just let let's yeah. see what happens and let him work it out.
0: Um, all right, but so we're gonna wrap up some the socks talk here because we gotta talk some bears. Um, but we wanna one, we wanna thank all the fun people that we met, uh, last Saturday at our whiskey at Comiskey. It was Peter and Johnny's, uh, first game. We had, the uh, the fourth bum, Joey P show up, uh, him and him and his wife. Thank you guys for swinging by eating some food, drinking some beers, slamming some bourbons, um, got to meet some nice people in the one Oh eight. Um, and we got an extra bobblehead. So we are going to do another, um, Bobblehead giveaway this week. Yep, we got it right there on screen. We got a little TA bobblehead. The The contest is going to drop uh, Wednesday morning because we're going to release the podcast Tuesday, so we want everyone to keep an eye out for it. But it's the same follow like retweet, mm-hmm. and you'll be entered. And also we want to shout out to um, Joey P as well for rocking the, the brand new He's a model Sports model. He is he a was model. Damn good on it. In it. So we are going to be launching um, some apparel, some merch. Going to be some merch freaks here. But Joey P was a walking billboard for us on Sunday and got some got some eyes on the product. And we got some pre pre orders for our whiskey at Comiskey shirt. And if you uh, want to see what the whiskey at comiskey shirt is you can see it up on the screen right there that's a handsome guy right there in a shirt drinking that beer give him Um,
1: give the photo the photographer some credit too that is instagram
0: worthy right there thank you yeah so i mean obviously we're a bunch of bourbon bums and that's going to be hopefully our flagship t-shirt right there the whiskey at comiskey um so we are we are going to be launching them in a couple hopefully a week or so, the store will be ready to rock, and we, you guys can go pick yours up yourself. But we're going to have that. We got another Chicago Sports Boom, just regular T-shirt going, and we got a, a Liam Hendrix inspired T-shirt that's going to be dropping as well. But thank you everyone who showed interest in it, and I would say just stay tuned for more info on when the store is going to go live and you can buy some buy – some, give me all the monies. <laughs> I do want to piggyback off
1: that because you mentioned that – um, I sat with Joey and Sandra in the 108 and I just want to give credit to the guys from the 108 and everybody in that community because what they've built and whether it's like the, the whole 108 community plus like White Sox Twitter and everyone that's in the periphery of it. It's been awesome, man. We, I mean, we've uh, been a bit small part of it for just a couple months now, but it's been very, very cool to see. And it just gives you something to look forward to at the ballpark other than obviously the product on the field, which I, hopefully they're turning it around. But it's been cool, man. We met a, lot, a bunch of cool people. I sat for my first time. I had that classic view for the first time. Um, I took a picture of that. It, it it was a very, very cool night out at the ballpark, and hopefully we have a lot more of those coming this
0: summer. Yep, so big things for the, for the bums this week, so stay tuned in that. All right, let's turn our attention now to the other shit show in town. That is the the Chicago bears their schedule was released last week. Um, And to be honest that, you know, the bears had like the softest schedule so far of, uh, well, I shouldn't say softest, but one of the softest uh, schedules. And I'm I'm not going to go, I mean, we could break it down if you want to go game by game and see, because like, honestly, like I said, this, this is probably a four or five win team at the most. Um, Even with the schedule this easy. I don't know if you agree with me or not. It's an easy schedule,
1: so this is what I'm worried about, and I'm worried about the Kool Aid. I'm drinking the Kool Aid. I got the schedule up right now. If they could get, oh God, I can't believe I'm doing this to myself. If they could get by winning one thank of God the God this
0: first is on, games, this is thank God this is on video, so I can I can old takes exposed you.
1: I'm just saying this et- schedule is so easy that I can see myself or them falling into. I'm not saying they're gonna make the playoffs but they could win more than 4 games with this schedule. The Texans, the okay, Giants, okay, so- the Commanders, the Dolphins, you know, the Jets, the Eagles, one of the Vikings games. That's 7 wins right there. Those are all bad bad teams. And I'm not saying they're gonna win 7 games. I'm just saying this schedule is that easy that it's possible. Okay,
0: maybe they beat the Texans. Okay. Loss, loss, 49ers green, Green Bay, <laughs> loss, loss. Texans maybe
1: away. I'm yeah. stupid. I know I'm stupid. I know I know what, what I'm doing to myself here. Giants I, and John has a good point. Sarah says Bears are going to bear. I'm just saying I could see the road. Uh, you know like the road to WrestleMania. Okay, I could maybe see the
0: road. is is uh Daniel Jones still going to be the quarterback of the Giants this year cuz who do they who do they sign?
1: No, I think it's going to be Danny cool. Danny Dimes. At least for yeah, one more okay, year. okay.
0: So so, but it's all new coaching. They got a coaching staff there, and so maybe that's a that's a that's a toss. Minnesota loss. I don't see them beating the Commanders with they, their. With they their could defense. split Minnesota.
1: Minnesota's nothing to yeah. like.
0: To yeah, be scared but about. I don't. I don't. I, you still. They still have like their defense is still going to be suspect, and they have to still have to go up against Delvin Cook and Jeff Jeffrey Jeff. Uh, yeah, Jeffreys. Whatever. F- forgot his name already. Um. <laughs> New England, that's a that's a loss. Dallas lost, Dolphins loss. Lions are gonna be sneaky good this year. I don't I think they might they could split maybe Detroit. Atlanta, maybe you beat Jets. I don't think Jets just spent a lot of money.
1: Ah, Jets are the Jets. I'm insa- I'm just saying. I'm just it's saying a, it's a
0: it's a this is a five maybe six win team. If if everything falls right. I think they're I think they're more on the four or five win side. I agree because they st- they still don't ha- they still don't have an offensive line. They still don't have anyone to protect. You're just hoping that the guys that they have like live up to some semblance of potential. And we got no wide receivers. We have no wide receivers either, which I want to I want to I'm happy you mentioned that because like I just I just want to say what, what what the hell what's the even what are we even doing here anymore? Like you you signed Dante Pettis, Taji Sharp to one-year contracts. You're signed Nathan Peterman you got another tight end off the Giants. I mean, what what is what is this? Any I don't even know anymore, dude. Like, is is he just is pace just or pace? He is pacing right now. Poles is poles is backing like pace right now with all these crumbs that he's picking up off the free agent wire. When you got you let Javaris Landry go to the he went to the fucking Saints. Saints aren't any much aren't much better than the Bears. No, like, everyone's like, oh, yeah, like Landry wants to go to a contender and he signed one year, three million dollars with an extra three million in incentives. You're telling me that the Bears couldn't have offered him four million. I, I don't know what I don't it does polls like hate wide receivers. I don't know. But like, I don't even know. I, I really don't know what we're doing, anymore, especially after signing Nathan fucking Peterman.
1: That makes no sense. The Tajay Sharp thing. I really didn't. I didn't even know he was still in the league. I, dude, I remember that name from, like, what, 2017 pre like preseason fantasy football. Like, he was the player to watch, and he's, like, he's going to be the next breakout star, Tajay Sharp. And, uh, yeah, that came – nothing came about that. So, yeah, dude, I, we have no weapons. We got no line. J- Joey P is saying this would be the lost year for the Bears. I agree with that. I agree with all of that. I'm a realist. I just saw the schedule, and I was like, oh, shit, there's a lot of fucking –
0: easy-ish wins
1: on it, kind on of that thing.
0: Yeah, no, I think the Lions are a much better team for than the Bears right now. I think even the Jets could. I they're not gonna win a lot, but I mean, it, when you put them up against the Bears, that's a that's basically a fucking coin flip right there. Jets have a lot better weapons than the Bears do, even though the quarterback isn't, you know, Zach Wilson isn't, you know, Mac Jones right now in his second year, but they still have better they still have better weapons than the Bears do. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, you're pulling the schedule again. I, it's I will, the
1: only reason I'm pulling it up is because I agree with you. All of this is John saying embrace the tank. 100%. I'm more thinking like road trips. And even that for this, this schedule stinks for road trips, by the way.
0: But I was what thinking about, like, Oh, that's a oh, way it's going to, you got Dallas. That's, that's a at that's, Atlanta. Those are, those would be good for road trips, dude.
1: I have, I've been at Atlanta once. I have no interest in going back to Atlanta. I don't like, obviously I know the stadium's awesome, but like Atlanta for a weekend, like does nothing for me,
0: Dallas. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. You go to that. Da- you go to get some nice barbecue, go to some nice cowboy bars. Like I, I I, I could see maybe not like new England, you know? Cause no. Yeah. But uh, Sarah told me was that like, it's not even close to Boston. It's like, yeah, it's like, like an hour 30, away. Yeah. It's like a 30, 40 mile and, drive.
1: And it's the worst. Stadium to get in and out of. There's only one road, so it's like if you're going there after the game, like you're there for like two hours.
0: Um, I'm I just watching. I you, know you're sucks, watching the game. Sucks, I sucks, saw might it. might blow this. Might blow this game.
1: I just saw what you were watching, and now we're going into a deep depression again. God damn it! And it's uh, and it's, it's great
0: pitching. Anyway, um, okay. So think, back to so back to Bears. So so okay. You're no. I think. Yeah, I New England, okay. I could see that. You know, it's a bad stadium. It's it's a Monday night too, so fuck that. But um, no, I think I think Dallas and Atlanta would be good road trips. Um, so I always we, like just I always like going to Detroit because Windsor's right there, and you can party it up in Windsor.
1: It's usually one or the other. We either do a Steelers road trip or a Bears road trip. Um, Steelers schedule is decent, but I haven't been to Indy in a long time. And I kind of want to get myself to St. Olmos Steakhouse, so I think we're gonna do the Monday Night Steelers Colts game this year.
0: And I've been to yeah, Indy. You're gonna, you're gonna wear your you you're gonna wear your Mitch Trubisky jersey. I'm gonna wear my Chicago sports Bump shirt. And be a yeah, weirdo. Shirt. Um, um, yeah, you no, have, do you so, have a Mitch jersey? Oh, no, you're
1: not a jersey guy. You I I we, I was I was a jersey guy, and I've got a bin full. I'm sitting in my basement right now. I've got a fifty gallon tote full of like dead Chicago graveyard jerseys. I've got like the Cutlers of the world, Brandon Marshall, Julius Peppers, Khalil Mack. It's like all these jerseys that I'm never going to wear again. I got a bin full of them.
0: It, so what level of like superstardom do you get to the point where you like, you keep the jersey or you get it framed or you toss it? Has it? To be,
1: I, it has to be Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame or bust. Hall of Famer, or, be- because, or because I've got a Devin Hester autographed jersey that i will frame and once this thing is built out i'm gonna keep that one but all the other ones you know like i'm not gonna keep a brandon marshall jersey he was awesome in his time with the bears
0: and okay and, uh, i, I have a, i have a kaleo mack him. jersey do i get that framed
1: no no he was here he was here for a cup of coffee obviously he was awesome but like i don't think you get that framed unless it's autographed if it's autographed no. it's a different story
0: no i don't have it autographed uh, otherwise it's gotta got... be
1: hall of fame or nothing
0: and we have officially tied game with the Sox. So they, I'll say it, I said it before for every Sox pitcher, Johnny Cueto deserved better.
1: <laughs> Johnny Quato did this. Lucas Gilio
0: deserved better. Kopeck deserved better. They all deserve better with this bullpen. Ugh, it's going to be a long night. And the, I'm, I'm happy that, uh, you know, like I said, Quato got, you know, didn't go back out for another, I shouldn't say, I'm not happy that he went out for another inning. He didn't go out for another inning. I'm losing my train of thought here. I'm so angry at the Sox losing. I'm gobble gold myself. So my my point was, they should have put him out for another inning because you could have saved some bullpen arms. There we go, off my head. Um, okay, so I got a Canerco jersey. Good. That that one I'm gonna get framed. Yeah, that one's a even classic. if even if he doesn't make even if he doesn't make Hall of no, Fame. No, but that one and like
1: Canerco Burley, those got the lifers of the teams. Like those are the ones you keep. And you know, I got an you Erlaka can still jersey. Wear those. Which like you will always be it. able to wear a Canerco jersey, even if you don't. That's true. Like you could always wear but
0: it. this. This one, I this one has the World Series patch on it as well. So yeah, I want to get that.
1: There's a fine line. Right. There's a fine line of of like what you keep, what you could wear, like as a throwback at one point. Like at this point, like Joe Kim Noah jerseys are almost like a throwback. You know, like that's true. I got one sitting somewhere over there too, and I, like I don't wear basketball jerseys that much, but like at some point, it's almost like a retro jersey. I want to get a Tom Waddle jersey. That's another one I want to get.
0: That's a good one. All right, so you're drinking a Kool-Aid. I'm saying Bears are four or five win team at the most. Um, Looks like everyone else is kind of pessimistic as well. you got Cousin John, three and 14. Uh, Joey P says uh, full rebuild mode, so he's probably looking under five wins as as well. Um, So... And watch them be the best offensive team in football this
1: year. And no, I—I mean, we should probably put like a caveat: if that happens, you gotta eat your hat
0: or something. All right, so um, we are gonna talk some um Doctor Strange, but because they are spoiled, we're gonna say that to the end after we bum people. So yeah, at the um,
1: very very end of the show. Yes. So I don't if if people I don't the the last thing we wanted is our very small core group of listeners. Of us running them off the road because it's like we're gonna talk something you haven't watched yet. So we are gonna do that, but at the very end of the episode.
0: Yes. Um. So I got my I got my question that I want to ask you guys. Okay. Um. I was thinking about this uh, again when I lay in bed and my my mind starts racing. Oh boy. Um. If if sh- shit hit the fan for you, and because we we live in a very Technological age right now. If shit hit the fan and you had to like get out of town, grab a go bag, how long do you think you could go living off the grid before you would either get caught or wind up dead? I mean, now
1: I can, I can last forever, dude. I I really can last
0: forever off the grid. So if
1: I was like the fugitive Harrison Ford style, I think I'd make it. I think I'm savvy, man. Like I I feel like I got like you know, there's a good amount of book smarts and a good amount of street smarts, and now I'm patting myself on the back Barry Horowitz style. But I think I'd make it a good amount of time.
0: So you think you could find like a little like hiding cabin in the like exclusive elusive right. cabin in the woods and the Are mountains you gonna count this? In?
1: Are you gonna count cheating if I say I just book it to Mexico?
0: No, that would be living off the grid. If I mean like oh, if you dude. like say I'll make like, it. You I'll
1: I'll make it forever. I'm just, I'll move to Mexico. We've got family down there. We've got i'll be I'll make it all right, yeah, I mean, look. and now I'm like, I don't know why I'm being so secretive. It was like my my uncle's got houses like in the forest of puerto or of puerto vallarta. and and I'm not saying that it's a bad thing or anything. It's like they're all legitimate, but I'm like, I could go down there and live off of them for for a long time. so
0: no so no phone for the, no phone, no credit cards, none of that like. Yeah, man, I'm fucking
1: I, sell hot dogs on the beach.
0: <laughs> okay, so you're, you're 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 you don't think you could do anything with uh, without a without you could do it all without a phone. Oh yeah, I I I don't think I would stand a chance.
1: Okay, so here's the thing, and and I know Julie's not here right now. She's not listening, but she'd be saying the same thing Sarah is, because she knows that I can't go five minutes without checking Twitter, or checking my phone, or checking that stuff. But if you're talking like shit hits the walls and like you know then it's a different story. Obviously, when we're just sitting here watching like, you know, Netflix and stuff, yeah, I'm on my phone all the time. But if if stuff really happened, yeah, dude, I think I'd be fine. I think I, I think I really would be because I'm used one, it's like I'm also used to the elements. So it's like I could live, you know, outside if I wanted to for a, for a long long for a good amount of time.
0: I think okay. I'd be alright. Okay. So maybe, he's he's got to have a duffel bag full of cash because you can't use, you know, credit yeah. cards or anything like that. You can't you can't run to the ATM or you do like one last drop and then you take the battery out of your cell phone and ditch your ditch your credit cards. Can I um, sell
1: Can I sell feet pics on OnlyFans?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you what are you rob Rob Ryan right now, Rex <laughs> Ryan right now? Yeah. See that's that's a benefit for you that you can actually go on to Mexico and like hide out and stuff like that. Cause you obviously you speak fluent Spanish. You got family down there that can protect you. Me on the other hand, I'm fucked. Like I gotta, I gotta like, Yeah. first man, off, I gotta, I can't, I can't Uber anywhere. So I have to, I have to, I can only go as far as my car can get me. And it's I run also, out of gas.
1: you've never been like the manual labor
0: guy. No, I, that is not me. So definitely not anything woods, woodsy related. Cause I don't want to have to like chop firewood or anything like that. Then I'm yeah. freezing to death. So I, it has to be like, like that perfect, like 70 to 80 degree zone, like all year round. And then I can find like a beach, like a little seclusive beach or something like that. And like, I didn't even
1: just... think about the firewood thing. I've got like a garage full of firewood that I chopped last year from that tree we cut down. So even if like, you know, something happened in the winter, we got, I got heat.
0: Yeah. So how much how much cash you think you would need you could you could live off of like and you, and well, you get to go
1: back. it's different because we're talking like obviously like me and the family and stuff like that then I need a one hundred million dollars like Doctor evil, evil style. Yeah, if it's I just think, me, dude, I'll fucking eat a can of beans once a day and we'll be fine. <laughs> obviously, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose a lot of weight. I'm not saying I'm I've been doing that recently, but if shit hit the wall. I'm good with a can of beans and, and a slice of bologna and call, call it a day.
0: Uh, Pull up the Joey P comment. Cause um apparently he's been watching a uh, better call Saul from the, <laughs> from the beginning. Yeah. So he's probably Joey P's going to Minneapolis or Minnesota to a, uh, to a Cinnabon in the shopping mall. So eh, sometimes hiding in plain sight is the, is the best way to, to go. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So, I had a question
1: because I heard it on a podcast recently and it, it got my mind thinking and stuff like that. So it's like, if like you right now at your age were, were to ha- go back to school, what grade would you be confident in that you would get straight A's?
0: Like, I, I wouldn't even say like fourth or fifth grade because like fuck fractions and all that shit. Can I use my calculator if I if I go back to school? <laughs> yes, I guess. You know, I mean, then I could probably pass like straight A's, maybe like seventh or eighth grade.
1: That's. I think that's the cutoff. I, I said the same thing. I was thinking like seventh, eighth grade, even if I don't remember the math, I'll figure it out. You know, it wasn't that hard once you get into high school. And then the other thing they talked about was you also have to get an A in gym. So whatever the physical fitness test, that's where that, that's where I would get fucked. But,
0: but like everybody once, got an A in gym, like you you couldn't. Yeah, like, have to even do anything in gym, and you got but, a part. Like it wasn't even A, it was like a satisfactory or participation or something like no, that. No, we
1: had like physical fitness to, at least in high school. I remember like doing like hard shit for for gym. I'm saying like once I get into high school, I'm toast. Like once we get into like hard math and and you know like real shit, but I think like seventh or eighth grade is really the cutoff.
0: Oh, i had i had second period gym my freshman year you're all sweaty so, the rest of the day yeah it was it was bad dude especially like when it was like basketball or dodgeball day <laughs> or something like that and i was i was 14 or whatever so there's no way I'm getting naked in the shower with a bunch of other dudes like no one no one in our, our gym class, like showered or anything, like just a
1: bunch of stank ass dudes. Yeah, it, it basically day. was like well, it was look, realistically like you. It was an all boys school, so you could all smell like motherfuckers. It doesn't matter,
0: right? Exactly, but yeah, no, no. At that at that age, like no one's just like going in and taking a shower after after the after you played dodgeball, basketball, or whatever the fuck they were making us do. But yeah, no, I think I, I think I could probably get past seventh or eighth grade. Nope. Yeah, no, no calculus. I, I
1: think yeah. So that's the thing. It's like once you get in the algebra, I think I, I think I could pass algebra. I don't think like once you get in the L, algebra two and calculus and trigonometry, like for, forget that. I, I don't remember any. But of I,
0: it. you know what though, I might have to change my. I might have to change because like, in in at least in my grammar school, we had to take like once a week there was spelling tests it's like yeah they like get all your spelling words or whatever i could probably do that but there, we also had to read like these old ass like literature books and like just like old and like take like quizzes i'm like i don't have yeah. the, i don't have the attention span now to fucking read so that's like, a classic great literature
1: that's a great point because english was always my favorite like subject whether it's in, like we had creative writing and reading and all, like all that stuff you know like yeah and i would like back in the day i would read books like a motherfucker i haven't read a book in probably i don't know six years seven years the last no, book I wrote, comic, I, I books, read,
0: comic books count
1: yeah but like i had it somewhere around here it was just the tiger woods biography that came out like six years ago that was the last book i read i haven't read a book in a long ass time
0: yeah no i should like, probably I to it. say I, yeah, they we had this like this old like literature book where it was just like a combination of like short stories and poems and like some some mostly short stories I should say. But like yeah, I don't some of those were like still like 50 pages or something like that and like got to read it in a night or yeah. in, overnight or like and like I don't have the attention span to read like 40 50 pages in a in a day anymore like do you I have a wanna, favorite
1: like... do you have a favorite book you read in school? Yes. Uh Brave New World. Brave New World was good. I I read that in
0: uh, which which is eerie because it's basically like now yeah everything like Huxley like wrote is like basically true now so yeah fucking
1: Brave New World was good. I liked Fahrenheit, and now I don't even remember the book Fahrenheit. Nine Eleven? That's uh, what I was about to say, but I didn't want to say Nine Eleven. Just to The, out the Michael, exactly Moore, okay. Michael Moore, the Michael Moore document? No, no, no. That's not it. Anyway, um, the best book I ever read in 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 school. I don't even remember what grade we were in, but I, remember, I was an emo kid. We read the the Perks of Being a Wallflower, and I still read that. I, that's probably like the book I I read the most ever. But yeah, So I, I don't know how we got into school talk. With, it's
0: good. Classic, we're we're the classic sports bums right now. Nostalgia sports oh. bums.
1: Remember pogs?
0: Those were hey elf's back now in pog form. form. <laughs> Remember elf? <laughs> All right, you want to bum some people before we talk, Doctor Strange?
1: Yes, let's bum some people. Who do you
0: got? All right, my first my I don't really have an MVB um this week because this was just a week of shit. Um but my, but my bum of the week is the NFL schedule release. It's the biggest fucking joke that they, they hype up every year. Like, just release the schedule. The whole thing is leaked anyways hours before their television show where they go over each team's individual schedule, which just seems like a waste of time. But it's they always make this hype thing like schedules drop in Thursday at eight o'clock and then you then they tease releases opening day and. Christmas and Thanksgiving and then next thing you know you find out the Bears are playing the Packers and Sunday night we football do, and then the yeah. next day the whole thing it's it's a joke just just release the fucking schedule like there's just stop wasting my time with this all this overhype on but it's the NFL they always got to it's like WWE they got to overproduce everything and it's stupid so that's my what a bum
1: yeah no you make a good point I, dude i remember for the longest time do you remember harry Tynowitz from mac Yerko and harry yeah. you would always leak all the bear schedule like 8 a.m. on the day of the release and it was awesome because like we all learned like when they're playing and stuff like that but yeah dude it's it's all like a it's
0: a clusterfuck
1: and then did you want to talk about london
0: oh yeah okay i'll i'll, I'll take my second bum from in the or my my mvb and i'll make it a second bum. mlb now they're doing games in london and overseas and I, I really don't want them to go the route of the NFL where they're having, you know, multiple games now throughout the – I mean, football is an American sport. Baseball – okay, baseball is more global. You know, you got Japan, Korea, all in the South America and in Central America. But London? No one fucking plays baseball in London. I agree they with you play on that. fucking cricket or whatever Wait. the fuck they do in, over there. I agree
1: with you on all of that. The only thing I understand is that like we talk about them being like a dying sport and they're like behind the times compared to NFL and NBA. They've got to grow the game somehow. And the Field of Dreams thing was awesome last year. I thought that was a very, very good idea. And I don't know how it's going to work out with the Reds and the Cubs this year, but it'd still be cool. We're all going to watch. I just I understand why they're trying to do it.
0: No, but the thing is, I would would rather see
1: a game in Mexico or or Japan, to tell you the truth, because you're right. Like London has no association
0: with any baseball, anything. But with at least with football, they have like a week to travel and they can have some recovery days with baseball. You're playing fucking six days a week anyways. So what are you going to you're just going to fly to London on the after a day game, go play three games and then fly back right away and then be fucking Nah, jet lag like a motherfucker they, for the next game. Like they'll figure that out that makes no logistics. fucking sense. No, I agree yeah, with I just, you.
1: It makes no sense
0: for London. Like I it would have been cool to see them like
1: you know. Well, like they used X- to do that, like the
0: expedition games, like right before the season started. They would do one yeah, like in Japan. Mexico City. Like that's that's cool, but like once the regular season starts, because of how crammed the schedule is, just play the games here. Like grow the game. You want to grow the game, fucking get rid of blackout restrictions. For well, to watch that, yes. baseball games, let me tweet, let me Instagram highlights without
1: getting like DMCA'd. I'm I'm always afraid of any videos from there. There's MLB a million ways that
0: Manfred could grow baseball, but he's just too much of a fucking moron to. He's stuck in his archaic ways of how a, a professional sports league should be run. So there's different ways you can grow the game without having to. I don't want to go. I don't want the Sox to might like a home game that I'm paying for to be in London next year or some shit. That's just but stupid. Mm, All right, go ahead. Jerry
1: Jerry might want want that London money.
0: Jerry wants anything with money. I hope he knows he can't take it with him in the grave.
1: All right, my bum of the week isn't necessarily a bum of the week. It's more of a, you know, RIP of the week, and it's the iPod. The iPod is dead and buried. Apple discontinued, like, the use and everything about it. And I was just thinking, I asked you on the drive to the game. I was like, did you ever, ever had an iPod? Like we we all did, right? Everyone had an iPod. It was fucking awesome. Like, I remember getting my first iPod. It was like my freshman year in college. And I would use it to warm up during soccer games and stuff like that. And it it felt like revolutionary. I've got fucking 2000 songs in my pocket. And this was before, you know, like obviously the iPhone and shit like that. It was fucking awesome. And then, obviously, technology works like that. And it's like the iPhone just. iPhone made everything obsolete, whether it's MapQuest and and like everything, everything.
0: (laughs) Driving with your sheet of paper to.
1: Yeah. Remember, like, yeah, MapQuest, it took out. It took out like everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome.
1: I was just like, man, that was one of those things where like eventually I, I still have one and it still works. Hopefully it works for a while. Eventually, I'm going to show Scarlett, my daughter, the iPod. Like, if my kids or like my parents would show me, like, an 8 Track machine. So, yeah. All yeah. right. RIP iPod. And then my MVB, because I'm a sucker for nostalgia and we talk about this all the time, it's Riot Fest.
0: What happened? It's the here? it's the, it's the it, no. I'm just I'm just cheering for Riot Fest.
1: Oh, I thought you were cheering for something that happened during the White Sox. Oh, game. well yes, they
0: made it. They made it. made a catch. So the
1: White Sox playing on Monday nights is going to be a problem because we're going to be watching these games every time we're recording. But yes, um, Riot Fest, dude. I'm a sucker for nostalgia. We all are. Um, and this is, I mean, saying it's up my wheelhouse is something else. It's like literally made for me and Julie. And I've got the lineup up now, but like. My Chemical Romance. Alkaline Trio is a band I love. Bleachers, Julie loves. Um, The one I'm really, really excited about is Midtown. Me and Rick Brown, shout out White Boy. Um, We've seen Midtown in bowling alleys and in coffee houses, and they haven't played a show, and I don't know, probably I haven't seen them in more than 15 years, and they're finally reuniting. Um, It's just one of these things where it's like, I know I'm old, I know my knees are gonna hurt. I know I'm gonna complain once I'm there, but I have to be there. I have to see these bands. Um, Just bring a bring a lawn chair. I'll, <laughs> I don't know if they allow it, but I'll try.
0: I'll bring definitely a lawn try. chair. Bring bring a couple packs of icy hot, and you'll be yeah. fine. So I
1: told Julie, I was like, we've got until September 16th. I gotta get in the shape, and I know your wedding's coming up, but realistically. I need to get in shape for Riot Fest. <laughs> if I'm going to last, and we're not going all three days, we're going two days, but if, if I'm going to last, I got I to gotta get in shape for Rye Fest.
0: All right. All right, so if you're, we're done bumming people. If you want to stay for some Doctor Strange and Moon Knight talk, we'd love to have you comment and your thoughts of, of it. If you're Johnny, who hasn't watched it yet, we'll catch you next time, Johnny. Sorry, Johnny. Um, yeah. So, spo- spoilers ahead if you haven't seen Doctor Strange. Um, I think I saw it the night it came out. You saw it shortly after.
1: Yeah. Friday. We both
0: agreed. Um, it was it was a B minus. It wasn't mm-hmm. um anything to to brag about when it comes to the MCU. Um, it got kind of, I guess, downgraded because it was supposed to be like their Halloween horror movie, and with COVID, it got everything got pushed back with it. So. Watching it is very, very like sci fi, sci fi ish horror, Marvel's take on a horror movie. Um, but story wise, like, I mean, it was it kind of it, it definitely introduced more of the multiverse and set up future stories and future characters. But it to me, it it's it just didn't click as some of those other like recent MCU movies did.
1: I agree with you when you sent me your non spoiler grade. And I was shocked because I feel like everybody thought this was going to be an Infinity War level event or even like the Spider-Man level event. Um, And it just wasn't. Um, There was some very, very cool moments during the movie that I thought were like, holy shit moments. But I told Julie, it didn't feel like a Marvel movie. It felt like a Sam Raimi movie. And you were right that like the Halloween, if if it would have came out a week before Halloween, I feel like we would have had a different feeling towards it because yeah. they had a lot to do with it. We're like the COVID delays and stuff like that. But yeah, man, it was just like, there's something off about it. And I don't know if it was the pacing. I was happy that it was more on the short side of the latest Marvel movies. than it wasn't like a three hour event or anything like that. But I don't know if it was the pacing or some of the jokes to like classic Marvel jokes, like fell flat. And, um, yeah, I I thought it was fine. I don't I don't think it was a bad movie by any by any means, but yeah, B minus. And if you want to get into real spoilers, I thought that the the two things that I thought were freaking unbelievable was the Professor X with the Marvel nineteen nineties music attached to him and the yellow floating chair. I was like, holy shit, man! This that was. We talk about being suckers for nostalgia. That was a punch to the face. As soon as I yeah. heard that jingle and I saw the floaty chair, I was like, "Oh man, they're
0: doing it!" So um, they, so they actually—they awesome. te- actually teased that in one of the trailers, which sucks. I know.
1: It's and that's they should, another. No, thing. That was.
0: That would have been a bigger I would have popped harder for that when you because I, I popped hard when I saw uh Reed Richards. Yes. I was like, so yes! that's the
1: thing. The Reed Richards thing was awesome. Everybody was waiting for Krasinski. I had been personally asking for it on this podcast a couple times. Everybody wanted it and they gave it to us, which was cool. But I agree with you. They gave away so much of this movie in the trailers where like you know, like it could have been one of those like theater going crazy events, like you know, like everybody returning in Endgame and a bunch of other things, or the like three Peter Parkers meeting and stuff like that. That could have happened, but they just like gave away that Professor X is in this movie, and I thought that was that was a bad idea. They yeah. shouldn't have done that.
0: No, it was. Um, and then they did them all dirty five minutes later. I didn't. I didn't personally like the uh, the Wanda heel turn. She went full like Hogan joining the NWO. On it that. Did. Wait, she
1: what did there? She was, it was Wanda Maximoff.
0: Yeah. She went, I thought she was going to, I thought she was going to like team up with strange and they were going to have to fight some, like, like I thought they're going to have to fight like the evil doctor strange. Yeah. You know, and then it turned out he was really nothing.
1: Yeah. It was, it was like, I, I mean, Sarah, you kind of nailed it. it was like they released too much and they, it fell flat. A lot of the movie fell flat. And, um, I liked America Chavez. I thought she was fine. And I, I think um like realistically, like going forward, she's gonna be a big part of the next, you know, phase four and stuff like that. And there's stuff to look forward to. Um, but yeah, it was just like
0: whatever. Um, not great, but not bad either. And then Moon Knight, which ended uh right before Doctor Strange hit. It was weird. I liked I <laughs> mean, I didn't really know anything about Moon Knight Moon Knight, but I kind of liked Oscar Isaac as as him, but it didn't feel like a superhero like movie. There wasn't really much superheroing.
1: You stole my it. line, motherfucker.
0: Sorry, it's <laughs> true though. There was no superheroing in this superhero
1: show. Um, Oscar Isaac uh, is awesome. If if um, Elizabeth Olsen got nominated for WandaVision, and rightfully so, I thought she was awesome in that. Oscar Isaac has to get nominated for this. The fact that he pulled off what he did. I thought the acting as a whole was really good in this show. Yeah. Um, I thought for like Moon Knight, like nobody knew knows Moon Knight. Like shout out cousin Joel. He might be the only guy that like read Moon Knight as like a kid or, or, or like an adult. But I didn't know much about him. I researched a little bit before the show started. I thought it was good. I thought it wasn't, you know, like WandaVision or Loki, but it was fine. I thought... It almost, I said, like, Doctor Strange didn't feel like a Marvel movie. This didn't feel like a Marvel show either. But I didn't no. think that was a bad thing. I, I thought I thought there was some very, like, the visuals were re- really cool. The whole Egypt thing, obviously, my wife loves it. I thought it was Egypt. very, very cool. The Egyptian gods and stuff like that. Um, Joey P mentioned Ethan Hawke being awesome. Ethan Hawke, so underrated. I feel like, you know, like, whenever he pops up on screen, obviously, you know, like, what is it, Judgment Day? And like, there's, there's, there's some iconic roles of Ethan Hawke. But like, it's like, where's he? Where's he been? He needs to be in more stuff. But yeah, yeah man, Oscar Isaac, he's fucking hats off. That guy's awesome. And the tease oh, at the oh, end.
0: Oh.
1: Lou no Bob, uh, I'm like 30 seconds behind you. All right, this is we are be gonna, live
0: on the air with the Lou Bob. Top of the tenth homer in the Luis top Robert of the tenth, five three White Sox one. You to left center. put it on the board.
1: Yes. All right. Here we go. I'm going to have to tweet this out in a second. So <laughs> thanks, everyone, for watching. Joey P. Yes. Sarah, Cousin John, everyone else. Fishbones, Johnny.
0: No, thank you, guys. Like I said, we're going to try to hopefully pull out the Sox game, get a win. Um, But keep an eye on our socials. We will be dropping the, the contest for the TA Bobblehead. We'll be tr- releasing some merch here coming up shortly. Um, so again, appreciate you ever guys and make sure you share our socials. We really want to get some sw- subscribers on our YouTube channel. So if you could do the bums a favor, share our, share our YouTube channel, tell them to subscribe. Like I said, I'll give you a dollar. If you subscribe for each, 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 like each, sus- each subscribe, each yes. like, give you a dollar, one dollar and the bobblehead and stay the tuned. bobblehead stay tuned for that. Stay tuned. All right, guys, have a good week. We'll catch you next week. Good night, Joey. Good night, Fishbones.